0: And I love you. Let me train you. Power. Henry, you have no idea. No. You're better than this. Mom knew you could be good. She believed in you. And I know you loved her. And I know Jordan killed her because she saw the good in you, too. Junior, Jordan didn't kill your mother. I did. You... I had to make a choice. Don't make me choose again, son. Stand by my side now. Or not at all. I will never stand by your side. What's up, know-it-alls? You got stuff you don't need to know. This is Jay. Let's get down to it. Of course, we're talking Stargirl, episode 10, Brainwave Jr. And I want to say right off the bat that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> we had the Shiv part 1 and part 2 episode, which I said was probably some of the best storytelling that this show has done. I'm going to take that back Uh, It it seems like with every episode, the storytelling just gets better and better. And here with um, episode 10, Brainwave Jr., I I really think that this is probably one of the best episodes of the show. And I have a feeling that with, I think, three episodes left, I'm just going to keep repeating this over and over. You know, when the next episodes come up, I'm going to say, no, 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 this one's the best episode of the series so far. But really... Uh, you know, the writers and showrunners are really stepping up their game each and every week. I think why uh, I would say that this is probably one of the best episodes of the season so far is the fact that really the way it was framed and written out, this could have been your, your season finale right here, leaving it on a pretty good cliffhanger, really building the drama, really setting up Action yet to come, and that could be action yet to come in a next season where we're gonna have to wait a few months before we see what happens. Uh, so let's just get right into talking about the episode. Of course, there is spoilers as always, you have been warned. So we pick up right where we left off with you know Barbara discovering that her daughter is Stargirl, but before we get into that, we back off a little bit and I think, you know, what the writers did here in the beginning was really, really good by showing pretty much how Pat and Barbara met. Uh, they met in that diner that we see in downtown Blue Valley. Uh, it's the diner that uh, Jordan and his son, um, Cameron, I believe, went to when they were celebrating um, his mom's birthday. Of course, you know, Jordan being icicle and his wife having passed away, you know, it was a bittersweet, you uh, you know, bittersweet celebration there, but the waitress that took care of them is also the same waitress that took care of um, Pat and Barbara here. And the fact that you know the way, the way, even the way that the 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 the, um, the scene is framed with you know, we get a wide shot of the diner and we see you know Pat in one booth facing one direction and we see Barbara three or four booths down. You know, it's just there's this distance between them. They're not even. It's like they don't even know that the other one is there and the waitress coming over sort of saying like, Hey, we're closing up soon. Is there anything you guys want? And they both want a banana split. Of course, there's only one banana left. So they end up sharing the banana split and bonding over it. And we really see that, you know, this is how the two of them met. And, I think it's really great that they start off with this because it's really going to kind of play into how Barbara reacts to the fact that, you know, Pat and Courtney have been lying to her this entire time. So we immediately cut right back to the present and, like I said, pick up right where we left off after the last episode with Barbara finding Pat and Courtney and the cosmic staff. And I love the fact that Courtney is like... Oh, this? This is a broom from the Sharper image. For a second there, you could actually kind of believe that for like a second, because the Sharper image does come up with some pretty weird stuff. But uh, Barbara's not buying it. And the fact that, you know, Courtney's still trying to cover up, but Pat, you know, Pat has had enough. Pat is saying, look, you know, we have to tell her. And he does. He does tell her. He tells her everything. Courtney, of course, is throwing everything in there. You know, the fact that being star girl is her birthright star man is her dad and of course barbara blames pat for all this that like pat's filling her head with all this you know and she really wonders you know and it's kind of justified here she really wonders like is, is this why pat ran into barbara all those years ago is this why they got married is this even a real marriage does he really really love her and again i can't stress it enough The fact that Luke Wilson is playing Pat Dugan is, you know, he is such an underrated actor and it really shows, you know, what a great actor he is here. You believe it. You believe that he really, truly does love Barbara. He does love this family. He had no intention of getting any of them involved in this, you know, and even when he says... If he had known, if he had known that the ISA was here in Blue Valley, you know, if he knew all this was going, he never would have brought them there in the first place. You know, he he wanted to bring his family there because it's a good town. It's, you know, Barbara's hometown. And, you know, he was very, very sincere about that. And, you know, later on in the episode, um, because, you know, pretty much right after this, you know, Barbara sends Courtney to bed and she pretty much kicks Pat out of the house. And yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, you know, on the one hand you're like, oh, come on, you know, there's, there's good, you know, there's bad guys there. You actually work for a bad guy, but of course, you know, Barbara doesn't know all this. And you know, if you were hit with this out of the blue, I mean, are you going to believe any of this? The thing, the thing, you know, that I'm kind of thinking about here for, you know, just for a second, when, you know, this whole big revelation comes and, you know, we find out that Courtney is Stargirl and she talks about Starman. I was trying to look at like Barbara's reaction and, you know, because the thing is, is when it comes to the JSA and the ISA, they each know of each other. But what I'm wondering is, is sort of like the general public, like how... How aware are they of the ISA, of the JSA, of the heroics of Starman and the JSA? Um, You know, because you got to figure in the DC Universe. And and I know this is the Arrowverse. It's a little different. But if you look at the DC Universe, you know, people living in the dc universe they know who superman is you know they know who wonder woman is they're probably going to know who batman is and depending on the regions you know they'll probably know some of their regional heroes like a green arrow or a flash or you know what have you so i was really trying to look at her reaction to this whole starman thing and everything and i think that people in this universe are are kind of aware of who starman was and who the jsa was but either because it was perhaps 10 years ago or, you know, maybe they kind of flew under the radar a bit. Uh, Last week when Pat was talking about uh, the Seven Heroes of Victory, kind of saying that they were the precursors of the JSA and how, you know, he was saying that they kind of did all the work but got none of the credit. I really wonder with the JSA if, if that was the same thing, that they did a lot of heroics and, The public probably didn't know about a lot of it. They might've known about some of it because later on, you know, after kicking Pat out and everything, um, Barbara, you know, Barbara's pretty much like she tells Courtney, like, look, that's it. We're done. Uh, you know, we're packing everything up. We're, We're going back to California. We're leaving blue Valley. You know, this is just ridiculous. But before she does that, there's something in her that's like, you know, she wants to research this a bit and we see her actually do a Google search or I, going to assume it's a Google search. I don't know if they're allowed to use Google on the show, but she basically does a Google search of Starman and, you know, some not so clear images come up, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. Again, it's like, how, how does the JSA, the ISA, you know, these heroes, how do they fit into this particular universe? And again, considering that it's been said that this show is set in the Arrowverse, you know, it's 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 just kind of interesting it's just something that i thought about and you know and i think that's kind of the brilliance of this show is It makes you think about things like that or at least it makes me think about things like that but like i said there's a lot to talk about in this episode so you know i don't want to dwell on little details here so while the show is called star girl this particular episode of course is brainwave jr and that's really the big focus of this episode is on brainwave jr henry jr uh again his story arc when we last left it is his father waking up and the thing that's really interesting here is that when he wakes up it's like he lost the last 10 years of his life and he's a completely different person. Uh, He's a very, uh, I don't wanna say somber. He's a very, he's actually a heck of a lot more positive. He's kind, he's gentle, Um, you know, because when he wakes up it's like he sees his son as this teenager in a letterman jacket where he's like, the last thing I remember, you were blowing out six candles on your birthday cake. He, Henry Jr. has to reveal to him the fact that, you know, his wife, his wife Mary is is dead and and you know that hits him really really hard but no sooner does Henry Jr reveal that his father's you know his mother Mary is dead no sooner does that happen than Henry Jr gets a revelation or is hit with a revelation of the fact that his mother Mary really went by the name Mary and she was actually a hero let's take this one step further she's actually the sister of Starman and you know, he learns that, you know, he saw him in the videos that he was watching of his father, that when his, his brainwave powers developed, he took on a very cynical view of the world. And, and last week, Henry Jr. himself was starting to take on that cynical view, too, of reading people's minds and seeing the disgusting thoughts that lurk therein. But when he met uh, Henry Jr.'s mom, that changed all that because when he was he was robbing a bank, like he said, and it's so funny in the video uh, that Henry Junior watches. He's like, you know, oh, it's so cliched. Like I was robbing a bank, <laughs> like some common thief. Um, And when she came to stop him, he read her mind, and he said that it was one of the purest minds he had ever seen, and it actually started to take away that cynical view that he had. And, you know, it's not really said directly, but really through a lot of the things that are said here, clearly at this time, he was a member of the ISA. Uh, This whole uh, American Dream project was coming together uh, to really kind of reshape humanity, and... You know, with meeting Mary Mary and um, having her positive mind be such an influence on him, it was actually changing his way. Henry Jr. learns that, you know, or he believes that it, you know, it was actually Jordan Icicle that killed his mom in order to kind of. Um, change Brainwave's perspective to get him back, you know, on the path as a member of the ISA. This is going to change later in the episode, so I'm just going to leave it there for now. But, you know, again, it's it's what's great about this episode is is there's a lot of great storytelling in it. There's a lot of great drama in it, Um, you know, themes of love, themes of family dynamic. Uh, You know, we get it with Henry Jr. and his father and learning about his mother. Um, again, we get it in the Duke and Whitmore family here with, you know, Pat really doing everything he can, not so much to save his marriage, but realizing now that, you know, Barbara and, and Courtney are in a lot of danger and, you know, their safety is, is key. And, you know, at one point he tells Courtney because Courtney is sort of like, come on, you know, we got we, we, we got we got these fights that we got to take care of, you know, we, we, we got to take care of Icicle and the ISA and and we got to fight to save your marriage. And he's like, look, I could stand losing your mom, you know, for, for our marriage to end if I knew you guys were safe. Like, you know, and, and that just, again, it just shows what a great guy that Pat is. It shows what a great actor that Luke Wilson is. Cause when he delivers that line, you know, I'm totally buying it. And and it's, it's, it's just absolutely amazing that he's like, you know, I could live with the thought of losing your mom forever. As long as you guys are safe. And, and that's really the thing is what he's doing is he, he, when he goes to Barbara, he's not going there to save his marriage. He's going there really in his mind to save her life, to save Courtney's life. And again, like I said, you know, Barbara, there's a little bit of skepticism in Barbara here. You know, she's sort of like, well, let me look into this whole Starman thing. And we find out that she actually has contact with Courtney's dad, this man named Sam, um, and she actually reaches out and emails him, basically saying, like, look, I need your help here. Um, you know, you're Courtney's, you're Courtney's dad, and, you know, I just need... Because she basically wants him to, to come in and say, like, you know, look, I'm really your, your dad. You know, Starman was not your dad at all. And... Um, I find it pretty interesting that all this time she's kind of keeping a secret of you know having contact with courtney's dad so that should be pretty interesting but the thing is is um when pat is there jordan comes in with his parents uh they're kind of giving her like a plate of cookies as a thank you for the dinner the other night and of course they're talking in norwegian and the fact that Barbara recorded it because she's a little skeptical, too. She wants to get to the bottom of this. Uh, The fact that she recorded it so they could translate it. Um, The look on Pat's face, you know, the admiration that he has for her, like, ooh, you know, like hero in training here. Well, not really. Of course, he doesn't want to put her in harm's way. But, uh, you know, I mean that that look that he gave her when she reveals that she was recording the conversation. It's it was priceless. And when that conversation is translated, they hear talk of a machine. So Barbara understands now that, okay, some of this stuff that Pat and Courtney were saying, you know, there is some truth behind it and there is definitely some danger there. So She might not be so willing to run out on everything just yet, but that doesn't get Pat off the hook, you know, in any way, shape or form. So if we jump back to Henry Jr., you know, so Henry learning the truth about his mom, the fact that right now in his mind, uh, Jordan is the one responsible for her death and really responsible for changing his father into this very gentle, loving man. Uh, into the horrible person that Henry pretty much knew for most of his life um, he realizes that what Courtney was telling him last week is very very true and he really wants to help the thing is is you know at this point um, Icicle comes and he visits uh, Brainwave in the hospital and is pretty much telling him like I'm back and our plans are all in place and he sees that Henry doesn't really remember a lot but he's like don't worry about it you know Dr. Ito will, will definitely help you out and uh, you know, we'll, we'll get things back on track. The cosmic staff shows up. Uh, the cosmic staff was actually trying to get Courtney, you know, to to take some action and, and, and go after these guys. And she's like, no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, you, you, you have to kind of calm down here for a bit. So the cosmic staff kind of um, takes matters into its own hands and Pretty much tries to attack Jordan. And, you know, the combined powers of of, um, Henry and Jordan, they're able to subdue the Cosmic Staff. Uh, Henry Jr. does see this. And pretty much finds Courtney, tells her what's going on, reveals the fact that, you know, hey, look, if Starman was your dad, I just found out that my mom was Starman's sister. To which Courtney, Courtney being Courtney, she just, you know, everything that's happened between her and Henry Jr. just gets pushed aside because she's like, oh, my God, you're my cousin. So they realize that what they have to do is, you know, Henry Jr. is like, I I, I want to stop the ISA because he knows that they're going to. Work their mojo on their on his dad and pretty much, like, change his mind or, or, or bring back um, some of those horrible memories that he has. You know, and he wants to help Courtney get back the cosmic staff. But, of course, the two of them can't do it alone, so they go to the other members of the JSA. And once again, we're split here. Uh, Beth, of course, is like, this is a good plan. And pretty much like Courtney, she's like, let's give Henry a chance here. Uh, Rick, of course, is sort of like, you know, Uh, He's the son of an enemy, so you know, and he really doesn't have a high opinion of Henry Jr. As it is, and you know, Yolanda. Of course, we know why. um, We know why that she's against Henry Jr. But, you know, Courtney wins them over. They do decide to do it. Yolanda does tell her, though, that she's like, look, you know, I'm doing this because I want to watch your back because I don't trust Henry Jr., but the fact that you chose him over me, we're no longer friends here. But still, she knows what the mission is, so they all suit up. They pretty much find the underground catacombs once again, and this is really where everything gets kicked into high gear. So, you know, Pat and Barbara pretty much know that uh, there's something going on here. I mean, of course, Pat always is known that but now Barbara's kind of in on it a bit so, you know, that's where they stand. But the kids are pretty much taken to the tunnels. Uh, they're going to look for the cosmic staff, and uh, they're going to try to rescue, you know, Henry Jr.'s dad before his mind is, I don't want to say altered, but really before it's kind of brought back to the present where he was this very cold and, and really evil person. And um, they find the lair, uh, Dr. Ito's lair, uh, Dragon King's lair, and, um, you know, they're trying to sneak in there. And it's so funny because, and I forgot this too, The fact that Dragon King locked his daughter, Cindy, away pretty much in a cell there. So she sees them and she's just like, oh, my God, they're here. They're here. You know, and she's begging her dad to let her out because she wants to kill Courtney. She kind of has this little sort of like whiny teen rampage moment there. It's it's actually kind of funny. And without the staff, you know, Courtney finds a spear And she begins to fight, you know, they fight um, Dr. Ito's henchmen and they actually fight Dr. Ito himself and there actually is kind of a funny moment where it really makes you realize that this new JSA are a bunch of teenagers because during the fight, um, his mask comes off and his lizard face, his dragon face is revealed and Courtney and Yolanda see it and just like in a teen horror film, they freak out, they scream. And you know it's, it's 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 an amazing sequence of events. Um, Henry Yolanda and Courtney pretty much fighting off uh, Dragon King, uh, Yolanda frees the staff. you know Courtney has the staff now, but however, they're too late because you know whatever mind device Dr. Ito used, um, Henry's Henry's memories are returned, and he's back to this cold and calculating person, and he pretty much tells Henry Jr. he's like, "Look, you know, join me." You have this raw power. I can train you. You know you can join me in my mission. But you know he's like no. You know we we, we have to fight. You know we have to we have to stop the ISA. You know they killed mom, and this is where we get. And, and 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 when I saw this scene, I mean, I I you know, and and not just this scene. This really this whole last confrontation. When I saw this, I was like, this this is. This is why this is one of the best episodes of the season. And this is really why we could say, wow, you could end the season right here and leave a lot of tension and drama to build over the break until the second season starts. Because Henry reveals, Brainwave reveals that it was he that killed his wife. It wasn't Jordan. It was him. Because he he wanted to get back on mission. He wanted to get back to the ISA's plan, onto Jordan's plan, but he couldn't do that because his wife, Mary, was sort of like that last remnant to like a normal life, to that goodness. And he knew if he did not cut her out, if he did not kill her, he would stray from the isa mission so he sacrificed his wife to get back into the isa to get back on point to get back on mission and this this just devastates everybody it devastates henry jr to the point that he says that you know and this is the thing that's really really interesting about henry jr you know we've learned so much about him in this episode and as you're about to find out this is where we lose him And it's amazing to find out that he is, you know, it's not so much that he's the child of a villain. He's the child of a villain and a hero. And in that, those make some of the best characters out there. Going to deviate here for a second. If you've ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender, Prince Zuko. Prince Zuko, who is the villain for a good part of the show until he learns so much about himself. He learns that his father, you know, of course, is the Fire Lord, a uh, very, very evil person, wants to really burn the world and, and and rebuild it in his image. But on his mother's side, his mother uh, is actually, you know, a descendant uh, from, from the Avatar, from the line of Avatars. So he has a parent that comes from evil he has a parent that comes from goodness and for a good part of that series he was struggling he was struggling to find himself and he never knew why he had this struggle because he never knew that he had this conflict you know raging in him you know he's the child of a of an evil parent and he's the child of a good and just parent and we get that here with henry jr and the thing is is you know he learns that he learns all this and again when henry says you know Stand by my side, I will train you, or I will end you. Henry Jr. chooses not to stand with his father. And, you know, this is where we get a really big climactic scene because the whole team is there. Um, I forgot to mention that uh, when they go into the ISA catacombs, they do break off. And Beth and Rick um, are looking for clues there. And they come across the the chamber that holds Solomon Grundy. And Rick is like, I'm here for revenge. And he's trying to free Solomon Grundy because he wants to fight and kill Solomon Grundy. But Beth is able to talk him out of it. Also, too, (laughs) the the structure around them is really beginning to collapse collapse. So we get the whole team there fighting. Um, you know they're they're sort of trapped there, and uh, you know Rick using his Hourman powers tries to pry the bars open, but Henry Senior using his brainwave abilities is able to kind of telekinetically lock the bars up. So the combination of Henry Junior and Hourman they're actually able to pry the bars open. The team gets through, and it comes down to Courtney and Henry on one side of the bars, the rest of the team on the other, and you know Rick is trying to hold it open. Henry Jr. is trying to hold it open, and Courtney, being who she is, is telling Henry to go first, and Henry is like, no, and he uses his abilities. He pushes Courtney through and pretty much seals the bars behind them. So the whole team watches this confrontation between Henry Jr. and Henry Sr., and like I said, you know, with everything revealed, with, with, with him learning that his father killed his mother to, to cut away that last bit of humanity in him, you know, he knows what he has to do, and he sacrifices himself. and you know. Before Before he makes that ultimate sacrifice and facing off against his father and eventually dying, he does turn to them and he gives a very earnest apology to to Yolanda, you know, that he truly is sorry for what he did to her. And he does tell Courtney, he's like, please don't let this change your outlook on life. Please don't let this take away, you know, your belief that people are good. And, you know, with that, he makes the sacrifice of pretty much, you know in fighting his father, bringing the whole tunnel down around him. And in the process, he ends up sacrificing himself and dying. And like I said, right then and there, you could say, you know, hey, see you next season, you know, deal with that for three to four months until season two. But no, we have three episodes left and it's only going to get better from here. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor, head on over to Instagram. Stuff You Don't Need to Know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. Thanks for listening to Know It Alls, and I'll talk to you guys soon. So, you remember when you were-